Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Rural, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. With me in the chair tonight is my co-host, Neil Andrews. Welcome to the show, Neil. Evening. And I am genuinely excited, listeners. I'm, I'm speaking to one of my heroes, a player I used to watch from the halfway line terracing all those years back in 1975. It's wonderful to talk to Mr. Phil Walker. Welcome to the show, Phil. Hello, how do you do? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's fantastic to talk to you <laughs> um 162 appearances and 21 goals for the lions between 1975 and 79 uh phil walker was a wonderfully skillful and industrious midfielder um yeah. <laughs> i i was looking at your um website phil before we started doing this call with uh, philwalkerfootball.com listeners instance it looks like a great soccer school that you're running there phil um I, I I was my eye was caught by a, a paragraph where you you say that because um, you've lived abroad you've you've been in Portugal for a long while haven't you prior to coming back yeah. um, but you're saying that kids over here and you're kind of comparing the, the the system in England with the system that you found in Portugal and I, and I guess Spain to a degree that it breeds skill over there and two footed players in a way that we don't here I was, I was intrigued by that yeah no I think at that time I'm going I'm going back. Uh, 10, 10, 12 years. I think the actual uh, football and the academies, um, the way they do things, have developed our players much, much more than what they did before. Right. They're more focused on on the on the on the technical technical ability, and not so much on the the actual aspects of the game. It's more it's, it's more their, their their technique and their skills that, that they work on a lot. I that much difference between the, the actual continental boys and, and our boys now right i mean that's that's interesting i mean you've you got some some great um shots of kids there with some some really big names i mean you've got cristiano ronaldo in one image and uh nicholas anelka and and uh you know frank lampard and, and and others too um it looks like you're really enjoying your work with the kids you know it looks like something you really get a lot, lot out of these days oh it's really it's really it's fantastic even when the kids are not they're not actually gifted footballers but they can do you teach them to do little skills and they can actually pick up the skills and it just gives them confidence um you know in, in their everyday life and when they go to school and then things like that if they can do little skills um they're, they're so, so much happy and content 
and then you've got the other ones who are a bit more advanced and you see them develop into, into academies and develop as players and as, and as, and as, and as people. It, it's really a pleasure to watch, to, to see the boys that develop and girls, of course. Yeah, I mean, my, my wife, my wife has said to me I should do the Phil Walker dance challenge, but yeah. I think I think the, <laughs> the, the, the there's a, <laughs> you, you've got a question. Can can you dance better than Phil? I'm going to tell the answer now, Phil. That's no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, give, it, give it a try anyway. Yeah, I'll go, yeah, I'm not sure the world needs that video, unfortunately, mate. Um, I mean, I, oh, I, I think it does need that video. Rick. I think it does need that video. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I might post it with a link to Phil's website, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll challenge, we'll All challenge right. others to do that because I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I'm in, in his league. Um, it's a long way, Phil, from '75 and Epsom and Ewell. Did you ever see yourself going into the kind of coaching world back then, or did you not think that that um, far in front? No, not not at all. Well, at that time, all I was interested was was, was playing. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing. I actually, I actually took my coaching badge, my, my level one, when I was at Charlton. Actually, they they actually made us do it, but I never imagined uh, being a coach, coach after that. Um, and when I was when I was in Portugal, I actually had to three times. I was assistant coach to a second division team, and I had to take over for this for six months or so. So, yeah, I it was more or less forced into it in Portugal, and on a, on a, on a professional basis. Yeah, uh, here coming coming back to England, it was just something I always wanted to do, and it's just it's just a, a pleasure doing it, and and just enjoy working working with kids. Absolutely, a coach rather than a manager. Did you ever see yourself in management, or did that uh, never really feature uh, for you? I, I had, well, like I say, when I was in Portugal, I was assistant manager for um, when I was in Maya, I was assistant manager for, for like ten ten years. And only on the other occasion when I actually took took over as a manager when they when they needed me. But I didn't really think myself wouldn't class myself as a as a manager, more of a, as an assistant manager. Right. Manager. It's a different different discipline, I suppose, yeah. being a being, mentality, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't like that much pressure, no. <laughs> Um, I'm going to take you back a long time to uh, to, to 75 when you signed for Millwall, Phil. Because um, you signed with Trevor, didn't you? you signed you signed as a as a double signing. It's quite incredible. And when, when I was doing the research for the show, I and mean, I remember it remember it well, um, your debut um, back in October 75. I was there against yeah. Mansfield. I mean, I, yeah, that week that week was amazing because we because we went to Millwall. Uh, we trained on the Monday, me and Trevor. Then he played against Luton, I think, on the Wednesday right. in the reserve game, and then he was put to play for the for, play for the, uh, the first team on on a Saturday. Yeah, and I mean something um, that struck me, and I'm interested to see what you what you think because you you both in your different ways, you both had quite different styles of play. I think that I don't know if you'd agree with that, but you're both different yeah. players, and very much so. Um, but you both fitted into a, an established third division side with seasoned professionals around you, and you've come in from from Epsom, and that's I think it was the Athenian League that they, they were uh, playing in. But you both fitted in like like you know like a, a hand in glove. It was it was incredible, and you looked you looked apart. Yeah, yeah, from the from the first week, we were we would welcome them and Millwall. I mean, first of all, it was the players, the the, the players, and then obviously you had Theo and, and Gordon Jago and Theo. It was, it was so helpful, and then and the players just couldn't do enough for us, especially that first week. Because obviously, me and Trevor were a bit nervous, 
<laughs> I imagine, yeah. It come to uh, for Thursday or Friday, and we found out he was going to play. So he was a bit nervous, but the, the guys, the guys were amazing. And then it, all, it just all went well that that first game. Well, you scored on your debut. I remember yeah, it. Amazing feeling. When when you when you dream for years and years, and you think at twenty, you actually got the chance to be a to be a professional a professional footballer. Then you're just going to take it and grab it with both hands, and uh, and that, that's what we what that's what we both did. That opportunity just was too, too good to to waste. Had you had any interest, any other interest, while she was at Epsom or previous, uh, you know, pre? I, I, I was at Crystal Palace for three years. Were you? 40, 40, yeah, from fourteen till I was seventeen, I was at Crystal Palace, and then, then they let me go. Right. Um, I don't understand really why. Actually, I never. That's always bugged me because I, I actually did quite well at Crystal Palace for them three years and the games we played I always played well yeah. and on the, on, on, even on the, the last game I played I actually scored two and, and one was straight from a corner and they told me that um, they're going to release me it wasn't, wasn't good enough so I just I just got on with it just played just played my Sunday football and, and then, then I got a chance to play, play for Epsom and Yule How did you I mean, that, that would be quite a blow to a young player, wouldn't it? I mean, you're under 20, I guess, when, when Palace have let you go there. Uh, 17, yeah. 17, wow. Yeah, so, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't really, I wouldn't say it really affected me. I just got I just got on with it and just kept on playing and always thought that one day I'd, I, 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 would, I would get my chance. So we had a good little Sunday team, which most of them got, most of, the ex, most of them were ex-apprentices. Uh, we had a really good team. And then, um, one of one of our players had a chance to, to play for Epsom and Yule. Right. Played, no, what it was, he played for Cobham. He played a couple of games for Cobham, and then the Epsom and Yule manager Pat O'Connell saw us, and we um, he invited us to go to the, to get to go play for Epsom and Yule. And that was that, that was a dream. Also, I mean, we we did ever so well. We won almost everything we went in for. And right. We got to so you, you clearly caught the interest of the. Um... Mill scouts was it was it Gordon Jago who came to see well, you or was it was it one of the scouts? That... See, it's, it's it's lucky. I must say, it was a bit lucky me and Trevor because Pat O'Connell, who was our manager, he was a good he was a good friend of, of Gordon Gordon Jago. Right. Okay. And he, obviously, he told Gordon Gordon Jago about us, and they they came down to watch, and obviously they they, they liked what, what they saw. There was four of us actually that went went, went to Millwall. And you, you were the two that you were the two that, that signed. Uh, signed. Yeah, I actually um, didn't sign. I only signed two months after because I had a back problem. Well, so I was going to ask I, about that because you you, you 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 played against Mansfield and then kind of I, I presume you must have been injured with and you know obviously you were. You didn't really come back until near Christmas time that in that yeah, first season. I had a really bad about back problem and they they really looked after me in Millwall and I managed to get to get past it and um, get back playing and you know it was just everything went went well after that. I mean, I, no, I can't. I can't think of any other occasions where we've signed two players from non-league and they've gone straight into the first team and <laughs> become successes. You know, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, we've had a few that have come, like um, was it, was it Stephen Forbes and a few others from Sitting Bourne mm. um, in Mick McCarthy's era, and they they kind of went in and out of the first team, but not established like um, Trevor and Philber. You know, they came in and they were, you know part of the furniture for a couple of seasons, weren't they? You know, we, I don't think we've had that for a long while. No. Yeah. 
No, it was, it was, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, if you could have, you could have, if I wished for a club to join in, in that situation, but the best club was Millwall. It was, I mean, with the players, obviously Theo and Gordon Jago, Theo, the players and, and, and the fans were just unbelievable. And they, they welcomed us both. Obviously, you have to prove yourself. Yeah. No, can't prove yourself. I don't know if there's so much stick. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. You've had it. <laughs> no, but that hasn't changed, Phil. <laughs> no, I know. I, know. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I remember. I mean, I remember you both starting on that game against Mansfield in October, and you know, standing on the terrace, there was a real buzz of excitement because you were both new. Um, you know, the first black players that we had signed, and yeah. there was there was there was an excitement. There was what's what's going to happen, you know? It was in, yeah, what, what on the terraces or on the field? Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, amongst my friends, you know, it was it was all well, you know. Yeah. A there was a novelty to it because we are talking about 1975, a long time yeah, ago exactly. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as you say, I mean, both of you brought in um a level of skill that I think the team needed because it's quite noticeable that results really pick up a when when you both sign but also especially once you return to fitness from the Christmas period onwards it, that's when our run really started to promotion yeah yeah that was a good that was a, that was a, a good time like I said once I got back got back in, into fitness um it was just it was just a pleasure playing football I mean you, you just dream of playing against Playing in front of thousands of people and that opportunity uh, was just was just incredible. And to, to play for Millwall at that, at that time, a lot of people don't wouldn't, wouldn't understand. It was just an, an amazing experience. Yeah, I, I mean, what kind of manager did you find Gordon Jago to be? Was he a supportive manager? Or how yeah, was he from? Fantastic, fantastic, so supportive. It was unbelievable. We we did so well at Millwall because. Because of Gordon Jago and and because of Theo, Theo was such a help. Yeah. Um, every every change because he, he was always happy and always <laughs> happy. He used to get the ump now and then, but most of the time he was happy and he just uh, he used to have a go at me and moan at me if I didn't things if I didn't do things right and tell me what I was doing wrong, pull me to one side. It was incredible. And I was never I was never Phil. I was never filled to Theo. I was always um, dude. Sorry, so what? Dude. Dude Walker. Dude Walker. Dude. 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 <laughs> yeah, that, was my, that was my name, dude. Dude Walker. Yeah. yeah somebody, that's what Phil used to call me. He never called me Phil. <laughs> I never heard that one before. Dude There's a Walker. great photo, and I was going to ask you. Um, Neil sent it uh, to me, um, where he's got you tied up with with with. Um, Trevor with a, with like a like a watering uh, hose line or something. Yeah, hose pipe, isn't it? Now, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I forgot all about that, and I had to find Trevor to find out about that. That <laughs> <laughs> was a great <laughs> photo. Yeah, so Trevor sent it to me. I said, "What happened there, Trev?" And he was explaining to me. Yeah. Mucking about, mucking about. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, really, really good time. I was, going to, I was going to say happy happy times. How did you find the other players in the squad? I mean, you, you were playing with some real. Legendary names in middle terms, Kitchener. You know, I'm saying we was we was welcomed we was welcomed in from from, from the first day. Right. And on our, on our, our debut, Kitch Kitch was amazing. I mean, he he helped us along so much. Just an in, incredible captain and a, and a person. And it was it all it all gelled in the the, the players, the, the manager, 
and the support with it all just all went well. It all just clicked. And, Almost like a dream come true for you. Yeah, oh, what? Yeah, unbelievable. Well, at that time, people think people think it's, would you rather play? <laughs> would you rather play against a couple of hundred people and get abused, or would you rather play against <laughs> thousands and get abused? <laughs> Could you hear a lot on the pitch? Did you did you oh, get any any yeah, stick? Yeah. Especially away from home, you got so much. But it never really, honestly, it never really bothered me. Right, it was where I wanted to be. So it was it was worse for them because the more the more they abused me, the more I wanted to play wanted to play better. And I just think that's most that's a lot of, with, with, with a lot of black players at that time. They just wanted to, to prove that they, they were good enough, and that, that they could take the, all the amount of stick people would give them. They could take it. Yeah, because I, I would I would say that about Ian Wright. I, I always noticed he, he used to catch a lot. I mean, the, the the crowd will tend to have a go at the players that are dangerous because they yeah. want to influence yeah. the game. But he would play better uh, against us where it, where they called you know where he caught some of the stick. You know. Oh, Ian Wright always like names. Um, Phil and um, obviously Trevor as he's kind of inspiration because he stood on the Colbo Lane end, didn't he? Or so he, he says, right. you know. He, 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 That's right. Yeah, he, a... often, he often names checks this because, um, quite funny, you, you, you're kind of making a comeback on um, the big match we visited. There was a game up against Burnley a couple of weeks ago, the other Saturday, on the big match we visited. And um, you and Trevor, I think you scored actually um, in a 3 1 victory uh, way I... to Burnley in 76. I can't remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> If you go on ITV player, you'll be able to find it. I remember, I remember a game at Burnley where we actually won. We won two one, I think. I can't remember. I, I, I think I scored in that game. Can't remember that. Yeah. If you go go on on the ITV player, you can find it. Um, you could be able to watch yourself. Yeah, I will. I will actually. There's, there's a couple of games I watched. The, the Millwall against um, Luton. That's on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. That was that was that was the game that was. I did everything there. Scored, gave, gave a penalty away, hit the crossbar, missed the open goal. <laughs> <laughs> did you get sent off? <laughs> no, close. Because I gave away the penalty, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I remember. Yeah, I saw that the other day. Just a total, total side, side question now, Phil. But do you ever, do you keep a scrapbook? Do you have any mementos of the old days? Are you that kind of player? I mean, some do and some don't. I, I tried. What happened is there was a flood at my house and I, I lost most of it. So right. what happened was, though, when I went back to Millwall, I don't know now, so so this, but there was a, a good fellow who gave me some cuttings and some photos of, of when we played at Millwall. So the old days, I've got yeah. quite a few now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love them. You know, the more I can get, the more, the more I can show. I'll send you. I, I dug out a few. I sent you ones down. I thought I didn't want you to think I'm. You know, st- you know, I can't, I can't, or something. You know. Yeah, I saw that one. I can't remember that one. <laughs> so, that, so that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Nice. That was that was the Daily Mirror. I'll, st- I'll yeah. stick it on the um on the web link when we put the show out. Um, yeah, because the other thing as well, actually, Phil, is that um you and Trevor were actually quite famous. Considering and considering the time of it as it was, because you know you both featured in a lot of football programs, uh, not football programs, um, football annuals like Roy the Rover, Score, Shoot, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Got, I've, I've still got them actually somewhere. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've got one actually that um, I came across a couple of weeks ago, a Score annual from 1979, and it's got an article on all the black players in the UK, and they only have seven of you. Um, so there's Lovie Cunningham, John Chadozy, um, Viv Anderson. Um, uh, uh, Regis, uh, Ricky Hill, but there's a picture of Trevor um, in full flow, 
and he mentions you as sort of like you know two of the players that come through and i remember that you were featured in a lot of annuals around that time weren't you um yeah. you know you were very high profile players yeah that time yeah because there wasn't as like i said there wasn't many many uh, black players at, at, at that time so um they tend to when they, whenever just did, did something about obviously black players then there was there was just the yeah. main players you know so yeah, did, I enjoyed. did you feel like pioneers in some way, Phil, or did you did you want to get on and just play play football basically? Yeah, I only it's only in the after. I think after when you think about it, you realise that you know you could have been a, a you know a pioneer for, for for black players, but at the time you just you just wanted to play football. I just wanted to play football. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Normal. The run into promotion that year was immensely exciting. When I was about 15, 15 years old, as we started to hit our stride, and that really was from 76 onwards, you know, the kind of New Year's Day 76 onwards. I was four. And you were four. <laughs> I was... I was I was about 15 and it was the most exciting even now even I'm you know a lot older now obviously but um you know even now I look back on that run and it's just it sends tingles up my the back of my neck because of the games that we you know you you, you contributed to I'm going to think of one massive massive game in April when we beat Brighton on Good Friday 3-1 I don't know if you remember that game at all yeah yeah Trevor yeah Trevor's overhead kick was yeah. um I'd never seen an overhead kick goal before and Trevor scored that in front of 23,000. I mean it, it and there's even I mean there was a game before that at uh, Selhurst Park which we drew nil nil um which is in front of 38,000 people Phil. I mean it, it must well, we, have we, we didn't play we didn't play in the away game. Oh did you not? No, we played the home game. Well, I scored the winning goal. Yeah, okay. We won 2-1. Uh, last we didn't play the away game. Right. Okay. So twenty-three thousand would have been the biggest crowd that you'd have played in front of at that point in your career. But yeah. it must have seemed a terribly long way from a couple of hundred people at, you know, uh, uh, Cobb. Such, such a buzz. 
playing in front of thousands and thousands of people, whether they're for you or against you, it's just a lovely feeling, just an amazing feeling. Loved it. Yeah. And then you came back the next day, the next day, you, Friday, you played on a Friday, and the next day on a Saturday, we played Peterborough and you scored. And that, that, yeah. is, on, that is on YouTube, that goal. Yeah, I actually didn't realise that there was back-to-back games. Yes, you wouldn't do it now, would you? <laughs> yeah, no, there's only someone told me that it was the Brighton game and then the Peterborough game. It's a coincidence that Trevor scored that and I scored the back goal against um, Peterborough. I mean, that was that, that is on YouTube and that's well worth a look for listeners because it is some goal. And I think if you want to get a sense of the talent of Phil Walker, have a look at that goal because it's um, it's an immense goal. Scored from outside the penalty area with, with some power on that. You had a shot on you there, Phil. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's the click sometimes. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't my best goal, actually. My best goal was uh, against Sunderland. When we, I don't even remember the time when we needed to win the last six games. Yeah, absolutely. That was the following yeah. season, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had, uh, and I've been played against uh, Sunderland. And I just scored an amazing goal outside the box. I couldn't believe it myself. It was incredible. Just like a bullet into the top corner. Yeah. Yeah. Must be a wonderful feeling when it when it goes like that. I mean, you mentioned already the buzz and playing in front of thousands, but when you get to score a goal, there can't be anything better in the game than that. Oh, yeah, nothing, nothing better. When, especially when the, the, the club needs it, you know. It's yeah. Even even better. Yeah. But like Harry Kane said, wasn't it? The, one of the most important goal he's ever scored was for Millwall. He said, you know, it kept us up. He said it yeah. saved those people's jobs and it really gave yeah. him satisfaction. Yeah, I watched him. I watched him play for Millwall. I went to I went to a couple of the games actually. When he was at Millwall, it was, yeah. you could see he had something about him even oh, then, couldn't yeah, you? Definitely. Yeah, you could see. There's no way he's going to stay at Millwall. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it always happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, I, I never get the chance because of my, my work now with the coaching the kids. I very rarely get a chance to go back to Millwall. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have to. You have to. When, when we get back to football at all, we haven't got any football at all at the moment, Phil. But when you, yeah. when you get the chance, you'd have to have to come down, mate. It'd be great to great to see yeah, you. Back to normal, I, I definitely. I'm always, I, I, you know, before obviously before this pandemic, but before that, I was always invited. They'd always invite me down. Yeah. To, to the game, but obviously I, I, I couldn't couldn't make it. I mean. Yeah. The, there was a great, uh, I think it was the following season, 76, we got promoted in the second division. Um, and you played in a great 3 0 win over Chelsea. I don't know if that's on, on YouTube yeah, as well. That was that. a wonderful but, day. But one, one, yeah, I remember Bridge scoring. Yeah, that's right. He's, yeah, he scored a header, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, yeah, I remember that game. So, I mean, it, it, all, all good things come to an end. I mean, the 78 79 was the, the, your last season at the then. That was under George Petchy. Um, how did you get along with Jules Petty? Was 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 he? I got on with everyone. Every every I can only say in my career, I got on with every manager. Right. Really, I I enjoyed, I enjoyed being under him, coached by him also. Really, that's some good times. Yeah. And we got relegated that season. Was was that the reason for you moving on? Was 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 there? Um... Well, he he called me into the office and told me that they had to sell me. Right. So they actually needed the money, and, and yeah. Charlton, Charlton were willing were willing to pay. Um, and I said to the you have to, <laughs> so you had to go, you know. A week, yeah. It's funny because a week, uh, not after that, after I signed, I was told that um, West Ham were interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know that was lucky. I didn't, I didn't sign, eh? Yeah. You, you, you chose the best of two evils there. <laughs> I didn't talking to you, would I? 
You might have got a few more quid off of West Ham than yeah. Charlton, Phil. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'll, 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 it'll turn out well. My worst experience, actually, was when I played for Charlton and I had to go back to Millwall. Mm. We had to play against Millwall. And I think that was the my worst ever feeling. I got booed all the time. I touched the ball. Yeah. That was like my worst experience as a footballer. Uh, I got booed by, by, by the Millwall fans for, the, for that game. Yeah. What's worse is if you got booed when you were playing for Millwall by the fans <laughs> at home, actually. <laughs> now, lucky, lucky enough, I was I didn't really hardly ever got. Well, I don't think I got booed when I was playing for Millwall. No, no. I suppose it's, I mean it's, it's football being a tribal game. I mean when you when you come back when, in somebody else's shirt, it's you know it's it's not going to be um, not going to yeah, be easy, I'm, is it? Yeah, I can understand that, especially as, as, as it was a Charlton, you know, the neighbours. So Just down the road. Yeah, but you know, it didn't, I must say that did affect me. <laughs> You're listening to Achtel Normal. How did you, I mean, you, you moved to Portugal, um, I think it was 1983, I think I read the yeah. film. I mean, yeah. What took you to Portugal? I mean, I, I've written a, a question apart from the lifestyle, the sunshine, the food, and the... <laughs> what, what took you to Portugal? Well, I, I tell you, I had a big problem when I was at, when it started when I was at Millwall, I had a big problem with my uh, my groin. Right. Um, and it started at Millwall, and it, it continued at Charlton. And I actually was out for a year. They had my, I had an operation, a pelvic operation, but it didn't work. Right. Um, so when I got back, when I started playing back for Charlton, um, they, Viking came in for me. So they came in for me. And I was right. about to sign them. When I went to the medical, um, the doctor said I would never play football again because of wow. the, that operation. Those are they did. He just he can't see how I can continue to play football. So it was either it was either playing semi-professional or taking a chance down abroad. And I had a chance to go to Sweden, um, but I had to the, the, the Swedish season didn't start for a while, so I had a chance. Portugal, a team called the Shrines, asked me if I'd go there for two or three months and play for them because their their midfield player was injured. Yeah, and it just. It just took off. It went so well. Then that five that five months at, at, at that club, it, the club was actually a, very much like Millwall. It was a, a Dockers team, right? It was very similar, completely. And um, I had five or six months there, fantastic. And um, Bovista, the, the one of the top teams in Portugal, asked me to um, play for them, and it, it just took off. So it went. Yeah, really exciting. And I mean. When I first went there, they, they, I was like an attacking missile player. Yeah. And when you come up against all these Brazilians and, and Portuguese and you see how talented they are, <laughs> you tend to drop back a bit into midfield like a, like a, a, a winning winning the ball player, like a holding player. <laughs> Don't <laughs> put like, yourself down, Phil. That's exactly what I did, actually, because when you go there, they're very talented and technically very good. Yeah. You think to yourself, if I want to make something of myself here, I have to change my game. And I changed it into a, a holding midfield player. Right. And winning the ball and just, you know, just giving it to these, these guys that were so talented. And it really worked well. It just paid it off. I mean, six years at, at, at Bovista. I mean, I look, Wikipedia have got you down in, in total all of your Portuguese clubs, 193 appearances out there. So, you 12 year um, period in Portugal. So, it must have done you some good to be out there, Phil. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, 
I must say, playing for Wolverhampton and the first the first few years the, the club my was that was was quite good. But then in in the end, things didn't turn out so well, and I ended up coming back to coming back to, to England, which actually right. I did, and everything's just gone well for me here. Also. And now you're doing the the the, the uh, soccer school and the and the other bits and pieces that you do. Do you do you miss do you miss playing, Phil? It's funny. I only miss playing when when I when I used to watch Millwall. When I go to, when I watch Millwall, I don't actually watch, miss it when I'm watching football. Right. It, and when I used to go to Millwall and watch Millwall play, I used to miss it. That's um, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but actually watch watching the game. No, I, I don't miss it. No, I I, I love it. I watch every game whenever I can, but. No, I don't. I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. So it's no problem. That's fantastic. Just, just yeah. going back to your Charlton days, Phil. Were you there when they signed Alan Seamanson? Yeah, yeah. I was. There. I was in the reserves. Yeah, because that that was an odd signing. That yeah, yeah. He was. He, he was good. He, you know, he, he did well while he was there. But it's strange. Yeah. Just got something silly like nine goals in fifteen appearances or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, um, like I said, that that time I was I was playing in the, in the reserves. I wasn't. I wasn't in favour then, so yeah, he, he signed. He signed. I don't think he, no, he signed on his own. There was another two Danish players that came up after him. Mm. Who was the the best player you ever played with, Phil? Anywhere, Millwall, Charlton, Portugal. I don't know. There was there was a player called Swan Alves. He was um, I don't know if he was playing. He used to wear black gloves. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he used to wear black gloves. You've got to be good. You've got to be good if you're going to wear black gloves. Yeah. Well, his, his granddad got burned. His hands were burned. Right. And okay. he, his granddad used to wear the black gloves. So he he took it, whenever he, he turned professional, he always used to wear black gloves in memory of his, of his granddad. Right, granddad. it's like a memento. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was just an amazing player. Oh, incredible. Played against some amazing players. I actually played, I actually, when we were at Borbista, we did the, um, we did the, um, uh, the exhibition game for Maradona, his first game for from for, for, for Yeah. Well, he was on the pitch. Didn't <laughs> 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 too much of him. <laughs> yeah. He came, he came he came out in the second half and he scored two goals and then left. <laughs> yeah. I suppose yeah. that's that's his way, um, isn't it? Sounds like Jeffrey Boycott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good good time against him though. Enjoyed. What about the then? I mean, I would have said probably yourself really as the best player, you know, at that time that we had. But would would, would you um, anyone else that, apart from Trevor? Well, my my my, my favourite player at, at Millwall was was Barry Kitchener. Kitch, yeah. Yeah, he's just an amazing, amazing player, and I really looked up to him. Amazing player, amazing person. Just it was fantastic to play with him, and helpful, you know, in every way, on on and off the pitch. Incredible person, really, and obviously Theo. I mean, God bless him. Theo was yeah, an yeah. amazing, amazing coach. Helped me so much um, on 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 and off the pitch. You know, so so genuine. Helped helped me a lot. And the reason why I actually did so well at Millwall was was what to do with Theo. I was going to ask you, but I think you might have answered the question already, Phil. That um, your, your most memorable goal. You, I mean, you mentioned the goal at, at Sunderland. Um, I I was going to suggest to you that you scored a goal at Charlton. I think we beat them four two, and I think it was, I think it, 
Yeah, and I think you kind of had a breakaway goal from our. So I was behind the the yeah, goal. That one, yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, two 0 we won. But yeah. Dave Nemec passed the ball to me, and I run back. You almost hit the length of the pitch. I forgot what I'd be halfway line. The keeper was coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first ever away game. Was there it? Go. Yeah, it was my first ever oh, away yeah. game. Went there, my dad and granddad. And I remember yeah. you scoring. I didn't remember how well it was, but I remember you scoring. Oh, I, think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was... I looked up and then he was there. <laughs> that was I a great goal. I just run down towards the goal. Because yeah. yeah. we, we were behind the goal and you were kind of running down the other end towards what is now the away oh, end at Charlton. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're just getting smaller and smaller. This yeah. We can't keep on going. And you did, you did, you did. And then there was a goal. <laughs> it was a wonderful night. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Charlton's on me because I scored that goal and I scored two against them at, at the Valley when we won 4-2. Yeah, you had the knack. That's right. You scored twice yeah. then in that game too. Yeah. I think, I think that was it. Yeah, we always, we always did well against Charlton. I mean, we, we, even the other day, yeah. Even the other day, that's right. I mean, we always did. We, you know we always do when it comes to Charlton. What are you talking about? Yeah. Remember the last time we all lost to Charlton? I can't. Yeah, I was at that game as well. <laughs> that was a long while ago. Yeah, 96. Who yeah, right. they could have equalised. Yeah. No. When, when, when we all used to ask me what game what game I would like to go and watch when, when, when they was in the same division, I'd always say Millwall Charlton. <laughs> It was always going to be a good result for us. Yeah, it was always, always good, yeah. I mean, you're clearly still in touch with Trevor. Um, he is, I, he is I, the way for me. Does he? Because he... <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd love... Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get his contact after, after the show. I'd love to talk to Trevor, another wonderful player um, for, for the Lions. He, he had an unpredictability about him, Phil, didn't he? I mean, I, I always thought that you were more the kind of... Um, uh, a, a very, very good midfielder as you'd expect but Trevor could do things that <laughs> how did you do that you know how did you get yeah. past that bloke you know he was he was the same when we used to play uh, amateur football you just did some unbelievable things and you think how, yeah, how did he do it and sometimes <laughs> when he hit the ball he, was, he just used to look at him as he climbed up in the air and just headed the ball incredible yeah fantastic talent yeah yeah really good yeah Everyone always says about in the air, don't they? Who's the best, Tim Cahill or Trevor Lee? And, you know, it's like bag paper between them. They were very good in the air, weren't they? That's, 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 a, that's a compliment for Trevor. God, Tim mm. Cahill, he was, he was something special, wasn't he? Well, it was, I mean, it's one of the questions. I, mean, I suppose both Trevor and yourself, Phil, you both kind of got into professional football reasonably late in your in your footballing lives in a sense i mean you know for for various reasons you, you signed for us at 20 that's, that's advanced in 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 some yeah. sense do you think you, sh- you should have or could have played at a higher level or did it, it just never worked out that way obviously it just didn't work out i was well like i say that that problem i had with my groin um held me back quite a bit yeah so i always felt that i could have i could have played in, in, in the higher division higher division but didn't get the opportunity. No. Yeah, no. Like I say, there was an opportunity in West Ham, but but. <laughs> <laughs> but they... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you, you don't want to tarnish the memory like Teddy <laughs> sharing them. <laughs> no, well, it, it was the same when when I was in Portugal. I mean, I was playing for Bobista, one of the, the top four teams, and I got I got offered to play for, for Benfica and for Sporting, but my chairman wouldn't let me go. Right. Well. But it was it was more the I mean, I really had. A few good years at Football Easter, and I was I was up Benfica and Sporting were after me, especially Benfica, and he just said no. 
so I ended up staying in Bovista. So I had my opportunity, but it all worked out well. Cool. I've got a question here from one of our listeners <clears throat> for you, Phil, from Rob Carnaby. Um, and you may have touched on this already. Did you feel any pressure being Mill's first black players? Did it? Did you feel it at the time, or did did at the, it? Yeah, at the time you didn't know what to expect because no. you hear all these things about the Millwall fans about being being racist and things like that. Yeah. So you you, you wasn't sure how the fans were going to were, were, were going to take to you. But um, there, there was no way I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't going on that football pitch. No. <laughs> so, no. And it, it just worked out well, and I, I, I loved it. It was great. Neil, you wanted to ask a question, I think, as well, didn't you? Yeah, I don't know if you remember it, Phil, but um, Len Cantello of West Brom had a famous testimonial where they had a load of black players, uh, the team of white players at West Brom jail in. Looking at the team of black players, you know, there's not some established first-team players there. You know, you've got your Laurie Cunninghams, you've got your Cyril Regis, but then there's a lot of reserve players. Would you invite it to play in that testimonial? Because both you and Trevor would have been quite high-profile. That was about 1978, I think. 78, 79? No, no, never. No. Yeah, because um, it, it, it struck me odd that you weren't there because, you know, Garth Crooks was there and people like that. But, you know, you two were quite high profile at times, like I said, in the um, annuals and things like that and in the magazines. Yeah. I was wondering if you ever got invited to play in that one. No, never. No. Sounds like a very strange concept to me. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Charles did a documentary on it. Actually, it's, it's quite interesting if you ever come across it. Yeah, a few happened, happened to me and Trevor that I was I was quite quite surprised. You know when Brighton went um Brighton went up to the uh to the to the first division. With, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did a did a did a dinner for him, like a party for him, and which all invited all the all all the black players there. Right. And I went there and I wasn't expecting anyone to actually recognise me or, or, or know me. But I was amazing at the, the response I got from the from the actual black players there, with how much they 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 looked up to me and Trevor as players, and how much they they couldn't un, they couldn't understand how we played for Millwall and loved playing for Millwall. Because <laughs> it's, it's... there's a bunch of How can you play for them? <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't understand how we we like people say we how much we enjoyed it. They couldn't they couldn't work it out. And it was oh. good that, that they actually recognize they recognized what we what we actually did. Most all all the players that were there. Oh, well, you were you were pioneers as as we've said already, Phil. And I suppose I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I've always felt that um, from the outside's perspective, Mill was a very hard club to understand if you if you're on the inside of it like you and trevor were you're kind of you're part of it and it's it's yeah. a different thing on the inside to what it looks like from the outside if that makes sense it's, it's, it's totally different i i mean i mean i basically do documentaries on millwall and things like the hooligan and if, if you look at the if you listen to the documentaries and you listen to the supporters they're not actually they're not actually talking about racism they're actually talking about the players uh people from the north yeah, yeah, that's right. They yeah. don't like anyone, and like they say, they, no one likes us, and we don't like them. So, well, that's that's yeah. what it rests on, hundred percent, doesn't it? But, yeah, um, so they're, they're not interested in anyone. That's all they're interested uh, in. Millwall. I was going to say, speaking of people from the north, do you remember a goalkeeper called Pat Cuff? Yeah, yeah, he came. Yeah, he played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's quite a cult figure with me, and um, he's been in the fanzines and everywhere. Do you remember that game when we played at Crystal Palace? Yeah, I, I was at that game as well. Yeah, yeah, well, we, that was on the television actually. We lost three 0 Yeah, yeah, 
Pat. And he kind of threw the ball into the net, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah. Poor old Pat. Poor Pat. Uh, yeah. uh, there we are. It's a surprising number of clean sheets as we've established. <laughs> yeah. As well. yeah. How do you sum up your career? I mean, you, you've probably touched on this a lot already, Phil. I mean, happy times for you at Millwall. Um, oh, where do you set it in your career terms? I mean, it must be the landmark of all. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, if they give me the opportunity, um, you know, to, to achieve what I, I, I have achieved. Obviously, I think I could have, I think you could achieve more, but I'm really happy of what, what, what how, how things went. And to actually start off in Millwall was... was um, it was fantastic. It was really enjoyable. That's lovely. I'm a player of the year once. Yes, one you were. Player yeah. of the year. Yeah. You did. I think you were the first black player in the UK to win player of the year for their club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a complicated we, place, Millwall. We are. We are trying to establish that fact, but we think <laughs> yeah. you, you are the first, the first black player ever to win player of the year at their club. Was there anyone after? Uh, Millwall, yeah. yeah, it's been. Oh, nice. yeah, 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 loads, yeah, yeah loads. Tony Warner, Jimmy Abdu's won Jimmy it twice. Abdu. Yeah, um, Danny yeah. Shitty, didn't he win it? Um, Shitty win it? I don't think he did. From memory, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to check. Did who? Fash. No, um, he didn't, no. He didn't, no, he was, no. I think that was, um, uh, that was Cusack, I think, that season. We got promoted with Fash in him up front. Um, yeah. Richard Shaw got it as well. He was yes, Richard Shaw actually, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's... Oh. It's a fascinating place. I think I'd be in the first. <laughs> no, you're you're, def- you're definitely the first. <laughs> and I think you're definitely the first in um, the UK as well. <laughs> Phil, it has been wonderful to talk to you, mate. Really a, a pleasure for me, as I said at the start of the show, and I'll, I'll finish it. Um, you know, it's, it's wonderful to speak to one of your heroes, and that's what you were for me standing on that terrace all those years ago. Best season of my, um, for me, even even now, probably the best season of my middle life, 75, 76. You're a big part of that. Um, did you have any messages for the Millwall fans that listen to the show with, to, to close us out? Did you have anything you wanted to say to Millwall fans? Just enjoy, just, just enjoy, play, enjoy playing for them. Love the, love the club. Love the, love the supporters. Every time I go there, I get, I get welcome arms, lots of hugs and... Lots of lots of welcome back and things like that. It's just lovely. Fantastic support. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Phil Walker, 1975-79, appearances, 21 goals. Mill Hero. Many, many thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Thank you for listening to Afton Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However dirty Millwall. Till next time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.